Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. I am Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM and host of the Follow Brand podcast and TV show. Curiosity, creativity, and challenge motivate my next guest, Stephen McWilliams. He leverages his unique skill sets in operations, strategy, and technology to solve problems in his community and find ways that he and his team can impact the healthcare experience. McWilliams challenges us to cease using the old way of thinking to evaluate new technology that can limit the technical impact. Stephen McWilliams is the Vice President and CIO at Georgia Hospital Association, the largest healthcare trade association in the state of Georgia. He joined GHA in 2015 and serves GHA as Vice President CIO overseeing IT strategic initiatives and operations. In this role, Stephen has led many projects including an enterprise CRM migration, hyperconvergence of the data center, and established the GHA Online Academy. Prior to joining GHA, Stephen gained valuable experience serving as part of the IT management team at Oakwood University, a private not-for-profit university located in Huntsville, Alabama. There, Stephen was responsible for web services and service desk operations. Stephen obtained his Master of Science in IT Project Management and Leadership from Purdue University and his Bachelor of Arts in Communications from Oakwood University. Stephen serves as a member of the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society and the College of Healthcare Information Management Executives. Stephen was a finalist for the 2019 Georgia CIO Leadership Association's CIO of the Year Award. Stephen likes to spend time with his wife and travel when away from the office. Let us welcome Stephen McWilliams to the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantabulous week on the Follow Brand Podcast. We're going to take it all the way to Georgia. I love my Atlanteans, especially I'm in the Peach Tree Club. You know, people, you know, you say peach tree goes with Atlanta, kind of like, you know, makes it. We have the oranges here. They have the, the peaches there. We kind of come together. That is the, my brothers to the north. So we're going to talk to a chief information officer 
of the Georgia Hospital Association, who knows a lot of people in health, knows a lot of people in time, he's been involved in a lot of these organizations. But we want to have a candid conversation with him about himself and his career and what his passions are really about. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, Stephen, I would appreciate it. Yes. Well, thank you, Grant, for in the invitation. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, Stephen McWilliams and uh, been working at the Georgia Hospital Association for almost eight years. Uh, time really flies. And, uh, you know, just really have a passion about connecting with folks and, uh, you know, being able to leverage technology to, to solve problems. And so just continuing to look for opportunities uh, to build strong relationships and uh, just kind of go out in the community and and, and see where the work needs to be done. I'm a man to make things happen. That's what I like to think of myself. And people have said, yes, yeah, Steve, you like to do things. So I take that and say, okay, well, maybe I'm somewhere close in the journey that I need to be on. So um, that's how I would describe myself. That's fascinating. It's fascinating. I, I want to get into, we're going to jump right into some some fascinations that I have. A lot of people always talk about like how they get started. Like what made them take, how did they get into this? profession of technology. I don't think you rolled out of bed at eight years old and said, yes, I'm going to be, you know, the chief technologist of an organization. So I want to hear a little bit before you got into technology, like what was that pivotal point that got you started? Well, I think um, I would say when I was younger, there was a computer that my parents said that I could not touch. And so that probably was the thing that said, oh, well, why can't I touch this? I'm a very curious person. And so um, once I was told I couldn't touch it, I was curious from there. And uh, obviously, as time went on, I got a chance to tinker and get uh, certain games to work or discover new tech, uh, well, new features, I guess. This is maybe on this is an old version of Windows, Windows 3.0 or something. I don't know. So I was playing around with that and DOS. I think that's where I really was trying to figure out how to do DOS. I found little games. And so um, so I knew that that was something I was very interested in. But as I kind of finished up high school, went into uh, college, I thought that if I were to work with technology somehow, for whatever reason, it wouldn't be a joy for me. It would turn into something that was a task because now I have to get up and do this every day. I think I was just a little misinformed maybe based on some bad early experiences with, you know, the workforce. And so I thought I wanted to do production, TV production, or do something in um, the communications arena. So I went and did my undergrad in communications, but it's just interesting how this all works. I uh, was pursuing communication degree, but yet all the while it seemed as if technology was chasing me. It seems as if when I was a student, I did, uh, I did like a student scholarship program and I ended up working in the technology department there at that school. And so I ended up doing that for a number of years. Um, by the time I got to my last year, I kind of realized, hey, I don't know why I'm running from this thing. I'm doing it basically as my hobby. I'm doing it as my way to get through school. And yet I'm pursuing this other path here that is still enjoyable. I have passion around that as well. But this is the one that I do. It's like it won't leave me alone. And so um, after I finished my undergrad, I ended up working in a technology uh, role at a small organization, uh, ended up coming back to that school and joining the uh, IT department full time and working up my uh, working up different uh, roles there. And uh, and I have to admit, it's just I don't know. There's something about technology that seems uh, fresh. It's never stale. It's like it's always uh, uh, moving. 
And so, um, you know, it, it's been a slow journey for me. It's one that I've had to accept and kind of get to know who I really am and what really brings satisfaction. Um, and I could definitely say that technology is part of that journey. And so that's kind of how I ended up getting into that space, just kind of entering into that role there uh, at the school and working my way through their, their um, you know, organization and just learning a lot and just being excited around every single turn. It seemed like, wow, a new challenge, a new opportunity. No, that's one. When you're passionate about something and then like you said, I love how you just said that, like you left it alone, kind of like step back, like, is this it? I'm not going to just go ahead and pursue this full time. I'm going to see, is this it or is is it not? But it hung around and hung around and hung around. And then you just went full blown and adopted it. And it has served you well. I'm a little curious, though. Are you would you consider yourself an app guy, a software guy? Are you more of a hardware guy or both? Uh, I don't know if I would describe myself as either of those. I am a surprisingly I'm realizing I'm more of a people person. I like to work with teams to solve problems. I realized that I am not always the best one to come up with solutions. I like to work with people and come up, you know, and, 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 as teamwork and find different ways we can tackle something. And then whatever the best way is, we all kind of work on it together. Um, I, if I were to have to choose, I'm probably more of a support person, more of a person that takes something that's already been built and developed and kind of, uh, uh, make sure it maintains its functionality or extend its functionality. But, um, but I do have some experience on web development. I've done that on the creative side. Uh, what, what I've noticed on, on the creative or more on the development side is, um, it takes a different skill set. Um, it's interesting to kind of get some of the feedback. It's, it's a little bit of a different experience for me, but I do appreciate being able to help, uh, folks when, uh, you know, things aren't necessarily going the way they thought it should go to kind of bridging the gap between their expectations. And uh, and functionality. I think that's again that, that that's good how you define that as a as a people role because you are a chief information officer. That definitely you have to take concepts that are complex, make them simple, and then so that they they're understood at the board level. You sit on the Georgia Hospital Association. There's 150 or so different uh, different hospitals that actually roll up to 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 your association and then you have you know, some relationships together how do you you know describe a little bit about what your role is in in the association how that all works together yeah and let me make sure i be real clear i i think what i'm explaining to you now took time for me to really come to grips with as it relates to the people side of things um, and, and so I think that does play a little role. It's like part of my maturity and growth to recognize and reflect on the reality um, as I was trying to figure my, my way through the journey. But um, but at the Georgia Hospital Association, um, I am uh, over, you know, operations uh, strategy. I have a small team. Uh, we take a look at the, the big picture. Well, I look at the big picture and kind of see, OK, here are opportunities kind of work with the team. They come up with solutions. They come up with ideas. I love to brainstorm. I guess that's maybe the creative side. We say, okay, here's all these different ways we can do things. Oh, here's some challenges. Here's some threats. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, that, that that's basically my day-to-day. Uh, our organization is big on advocacy. And so we have government relations team, like I mentioned. We have lobbyists. I'm not a lobbyist, but what I do is I do um, try to find ways to support our hospitals, specifically on the IT side. Um, and let me make sure I be real clear here. We don't consult. We don't, you know, do work for the hospitals, but I look at myself as a resource. And so let's say, for an example, there's legislation that's coming down that has some, um, 
you know, requirements that may not have been uh, communicated clearly. I would work with our education team, say, hey, we may need some uh, some education here. I'll get the word out to our CIOs and their teams. Uh, we'll put the whole thing together. I know last year we put together some uh, education and we put a exercise together for security uh, for all of our hospitals. That's always a hot topic. And so it really is a matter of just kind of bringing all the people together but where it makes sense, listening to what the needs are. Uh, and then trying to kind of solve toward that 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 direction, and so that's that's kind of what I do here, uh, and I enjoy it. I love it. That sounds great that you stay on top of all the, the research. There is a lot that comes down, you know, whether it's from a CMS or some of the other uh, authorities that are out there. When it comes, make sure you know we'll make sure what if there's a ransomware attack that's going on, you know, other parts of the country it could hit, you know, Georgia. You got to get the, the the word out, or if there's changes in policy, mm-hmm. right, uh, that are coming out that, that affects uh, PHI, um, or which is patient healthcare uh, records. What what does that look like? I wanted to ask you this: if somebody did want to pursue a career similar to yours, what kind of advice would you give? That's a good question. I, I don't know if I could have predicted the journey that I'm on, but I'll definitely say this, do not give up. I think what happens is uh, a lot of times people can hit barriers. They can be discouraged. Everyone's journey doesn't necessarily look the same. Uh, Some people may say they want to be in this particular role and things as it relates to timing and expectations may not all match up. But I say this, do do not give up. Uh, Continue to press forward. And, um, you know, I also would recommend find people that are doing the thing that you want to do. Um, if, if, if the uh, situation allows, you know, build relationships there. I think that will give you some insights and an opportunity to maybe get some guidance. Um, you know, I think uh, you need to get an education. If you want to get to the, the role where you're managing, uh, you know, uh, other teams, building teams, having to translate the language from the technology into maybe the business so that the business can understand. You have to translate some of that. Um, you, you do have to get an education. So I always do say you have to prepare so that when the opportunity comes, you can execute. And so um, that was something that I had to learn along the way. And, uh, you know, I think it has uh, proved itself successful for me so far. And I continue to try to stay on top of things and learn um, and educate myself. But um, but I also, too, try to continue to keep people in my court that are maybe one or two steps ahead so I can continue to kind of evolve and, and press toward, um, you know, moving the ball downfield and uh, learning from the things that they've been through. Now, got my curiosity up, you know, <laughs> but, you know, you know, you're in a certain position. You have to stay with your pulse on the game. You know wh- what's happening. You have to stay. What are, what are the trends that are going on? So when you look at professionals, I mean, are you are you directly being mentored by another professional? Or are you just gaining knowledge from different articles and podcasts and things like that? How are you staying ahead of the game? Yeah, it's all of the above. I mean, it, it really does come down to relationships. What I learned the most, <laughs> and I learned the most even from myself, but but from others as well. I mean, when you when you do have something that doesn't go the way you plan. I mean, you learn a lot from that. And when you hear people share uh, the stories, uh, you know, their 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 stories that, you know, maybe have have been embarrassing at the time, but once you kind of get past it, you can share those stories and uh, and you can kind of learn a lot. Um, I would say also, uh, you know, I do read books. I like to go to conferences, webinars. Conferences, really, that's where you can really build relationships. But um, webinars, same thing. Um, I, I 
will look as they come through my inbox. If anything sounds interesting, I'll, I'll do uh, go ahead and join that. Um, but, um, you know, it's just, just getting out there, getting involved, local uh, societies, like you mentioned, hymns, chime, any of the, these types of professional groups that you can just come together. Uh, I, I just learn a lot just from all of these. And, and obviously li- listening to you and, and going on LinkedIn and, and just hearing about other people's um, experiences as well. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to tell you, I've been in information technology 20, 25 years. And I have to say this because it's important is that I don't run across a lot of people of color and specifically African-Americans in CIO world. I could probably count on my hand how many I've had to interact with from a business standpoint. There's just, it's just the unicorn that's out there. You've been able to you know, come up that mountain and plant your flag there in, in Georgia. What advice would you then give to different um, IT professionals across the, this nation that want to have those opportunities? Is there any words of advice? Well, like I mentioned before, you can't do it alone. Um, you know, I am a person of faith as well. And so I think that plays a role in understanding kind of what your purpose is and what your mission is. Um, you know, the relationships that you've built. Um, definitely, I can say I am where I am now because of the, the relationships that I've built. Um, it was because of someone that I knew, uh, somebody was watching, and all of this kind of did, uh, you know, combine uh, to create this opportunity. And then not, not just did I have the opportunity, but it seems so far that I've been able to be successful you know, not not to brag about myself, but I think there are a lot of situations where maybe you are invited to come sit into a role. And if you're not prepared, it may be hard to keep that role. And, and some roles are just, you know, maybe a little bit I have term limits or something to that effect. But um, but yeah, I, I really, you know, when I reflect, <laughs> it really wasn't something that I, I could have orchestrated. It really took the uh, combination of all of these other things that are, were at play to kind of allow this to happen. And so, um, you know, it's patience and, um, and you just don't give up. So, um, so I would, I would my advice is just uh, keep under, you know, remind yourself, why are you here? Uh, what, what's your purpose? And, um, and, and, and keep pressing forward. And, uh, and I think you will be able to make the mark that you're intending to make. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. I, what I heard you say, and especially during this entire podcast, that you can't just rely on your technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. You've got to have business acumen. 
You've got to understand finance Mm -hmm. and then understand the purpose that you're solving with your skill set. As you see the healthcare technology landscape changing, now it's changing right in front of us uh, in a lot of different ways. How how do you position yourself to be able to, to impact that type of change? You know, I was thinking about that today. Um, I had someone ask me this question about, you know, what do they see the future? How, how's the future of healthcare? And, you know, it, what I've learned is when it comes to people and technology, it seems as if when new technology comes on the scene, we are uh, we may tend to use old way of thinking to apply to the new technology. And that limits us sometimes. And so uh, what I've been trying to do and remind my team is we, we got to allow the technology to innovate how we used to do things so we can do them in a much better, we can do them in a a more efficient way. Um, Don't let the past hold us back our our, our old way of thinking. And so um, I do think that in technology, uh, we have some tech, we have some new things coming on the horizon. I think of uh, right now, we've had lots of conversations about telehealth, um, I think COVID was a crisis that um, allowed for the acceleration of telehealth to be deployed and utilized. I don't think we saw the numbers of the usage of telehealth like we did during the pandemic and post-pandemic. Uh, and so I think that's an area we will continue to see capabilities grow there in that space. I think AI, I'm curious to see where that goes. Uh, there is, uh, I think, another level to that that's gonna we're going to see at play here. And we may start to enter something I would describe it as maybe the the era of intelligence or artificial intelligence. So that that might be something coming down the the, the you know down the road as well. And how that interfaces with with healthcare as far as diagnosis as it relates to the whole um, you know the uh, healthcare experience, being able to interact where AI is able to augment that experience and improve it so that we're able to have maybe lower cost healthcare. That's a possibility. Um, you know, so these are the types of things I'm kind of keeping my eye out. You know, I really do believe with some of the security events that have taken place recently within the healthcare system. And, you know, you have one place that has all the healthcare records and, you know, we're all trying to kind of protect the, the data. But I'm wondering if one day we may end up being able, we, we may be able to uh, control our healthcare record where it's something that's portable, something that we own. The hospital may not have it anymore with something that we have to kind of protect. Maybe like, you know, cryptocurrency wallets. Maybe we'll have like a healthcare wallet. It's something that we will take around with us. That way it's distributed. There's no one place to hack. It's something that's going to be on our responsibility to protect. I'm curious to see kind of how all of this convergence of technology and innovation is going to kind of work together so that we will be able to um, own our healthcare experience. Yes. We got to, we have to get there. Yeah. It's a maturity standpoint because there are people out there obviously want to get a hold of that type of information. Yeah, but I think now we've got some ways of uh, mitigating a lot of that. So let's see how we can implement it. That that's, that's the main thing is we get into some interoperabilities and things like that. I want to ask you this from a patient perspective and a population perspective, and just to, from the human experience. You know, the problem that is obviously more significant than both of us from your lens that you're passionate about solving with your skills. How would you define that? Well, I know right now um, I've been hearing a lot about going back to telehealth and how um, in our state uh, and I know just around the country, uh, there is um, there is a digital literacy issue where um, you got some of the baby boomers or some of the folks that are kind of aging up and out 
they are not able to leverage some of this technology that we have to perform telehealth, um, you know, engagements with the healthcare system. Um, obviously, there's other issues as well, like access to broadband and uh, issues there. But, um, you know, I've been really uh, seriously trying to understand and, and just kind of focus myself in on trying to solve this issue. How can I work with our lobbyists? How can our organization work with our, our, our representatives in the state to kind of solve uh, uh, access to technology, to broadband, being able to provide education to some of these areas where, uh, you know, folks don't know how to use this technology, even once you give them, once you, once you are able to give them the computer or, or, or they do have that smartphone, they still need help. And so once we're able to kind of, uh, once I'm able to continue to partner and, uh, and, and work with others who have that same passion, uh, I really do think we're going to make a difference, but it does take a group of people. It's not a one man thing. It's, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of effort from a lot of people. And then we're able, we'll be able to, to, to hopefully solve some of these challenges we have here today. I agree with you. We've got to, we can't maintain the status quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the life is ever changing. We can't just hold on to the familiar. We, we've got to forge ahead into somewhat, you know, you, there's risk mitigation, but you've got to understand you can't stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. That, that That's not an option. You've, you've got to really move it forward or there's going to be a huge disruption mm-hmm. that may or may not include you. I want to ask you this from a brand perspective, those same people, those same hospitals that the GHA serves and there are technology committees and then, you know, you, you, you communicate with them. What would, what do you think they say when you're not in the room? How would they describe working with Stephen McWilliams? Oh, it's a good question. I think they would say I ask a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. I like for the dots to connect in my head. And so I think they would say, you know, I'm optimistic. I, um, I ask a lot of questions. Um, I think I come up with maybe I like to think outside the box. I guess that goes back to this whole idea of trying to bring old ways of thinking into the future, into these you know new technology. This this technology, you know, I think back of you know the internet when when the internet first came out. Um, you know, I don't think we really understood the impact, and then we started to uh, allow it over time to change how we think about things. So someone came up with the idea, oh, maybe I'll sell books online. Someone else came up with an idea, maybe we'll have these little auctions online, and the next thing you know. Uh, we're at this place where now we're doing healthcare and we have wearables and we have all these things connecting all the things in the house all now connect. And so this is that progressive um, step by step maturity in our thought process. And as we move forward, it's easier for us to kind of think in new ways because it took some time for us to to kind of allow that to kind of sink in. Plus, um, younger folks come up and they're not as restricted by old ways of thinking because they didn't have those old ways to kind of hold them back. They're able to kind of come into the situation freer and more open um, to be able to um, pivot. And so, you know, I, I think that, you know, going back to your question, you know, when people, when I'm not in the room, I'm curious, <laughs> they probably are saying things like this. Uh, you know, I wonder what Steve would ask or I wonder what idea Steve would bring to the table. I like that. I like that idea. And I want to, we're going to conclude here mm-hmm. with one more question. Because now I, I like where you're, you're thinking this because, you know, I grew up in that world that obviously a lot of things were, were physical. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we, I remember, you know, I remember, you know, television was the main thing. Now it's giving way to, you know, cable and live streaming. You know, things have changed, right? Now we're seeing, yes, we have this digital 
presence, but now we see this virtual world are really starting to take some roots. You know, it's going back and forth. You talked about some blockchain, you talked about some Web 3.0. You talked about some of these things. Give me your viewpoint. If Let me say it like this. I'm going to have you project 10 years from now. I'm going to have you go project 10 years from now. And I want you to be able to talk to someone that either in college and they want to pursue a technology as as a career. Mm-hmm. What kind of conversation would that sound like? Yeah, I, I would first start off by trying to understand their why. So I would say, so what made you want to do this versus something else? Um, let me hear a little bit more of how you came to this conclusion. And then based on you know the way the conversation goes, I may ask follow-up questions, but I think that's the pivot. I think particularly when you're going through undergraduate, I think a lot of times you don't really know what you want to do or, or don't want to do. Now, there are a few that do know exactly what they want to do and they've kept that the whole way. But I think the, the average person like me, I didn't quite know. I had some ideas, but I wasn't, I don't, I didn't know enough to know what I wanted to do or, or, or things of that nature. And I definitely can say when I was an undergrad, I did not ever see myself being a CIO. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I guess the title CIO was, was around, but I, it was not something that was obvious to me. Kind of like what you said before, I don't think I knew a CIO growing up or or even an undergrad, to be honest with you. So I think what happens is as you grow and as you, uh, your experience grows, I would tell this person, hey, you need to keep your options open. So once you understand, you know, why you're here uh, and you understand what your, you know, what, what your desire is to do is as far as accomplishments in this world, I think, you know, you just need to. Um, you know, just continue to 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 be open minded and not necessarily hold strictly to that path that you have in your mind that you set forth for yourself. Um, if I had set only to the plan, if I stuck only to the plan that I had in my mind, I wouldn't be where I am because I wouldn't have been flexible enough to get here. I would have been less risk. I would have been, you know, closed minded. Now I said, well, here is the path that I've carved out for myself and I can't pivot. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, under, understand why you're there, be flexible on your journey. And then obviously, um, you know, I would tell them, don't forget to help the person that's coming up right there with you or right beside you or right behind you. You can't just go there and then forget. So, um, I would tell them to, you know, make relationships while you're there in undergrad, you'll never know how those will impact you. But then if you can be a mentor, and, and help someone else that's a little bit behind you. If people have questions, be open to that. It's going to help you in the long run. Man, that, that, and I, what I heard there was like the tried and true principles, ethics, morals, whether they're in the present, they were in the past, or they're in the future, that if you follow these grounded rules, they will get you to where you want to go, no matter what the future might bring. Yeah, yeah. And I think that along the way, if you're like me, you may not quite see it day one, but as you go through the journey, it will become clear every step of the way. And then you will ultimately be where you need to be. And uh, and you will be able to share that story with someone else. So, Well, this has been wonderful, Stephen. If the audience would like to contact you, what is the best way? Yeah, probably LinkedIn. Um, that might be the best way. Uh, that's a very good question. I, I probably need to do better, um, get better at uh, that side of things. But if, obviously, if you're in Georgia, um, the Georgia Hymns chapter or Chime and um, there as well. So, yeah, I look forward to getting a chance to meet and, and hear people's stories. Well, this has been wonderful. I want to encourage the entire audience to continue to tune in to follow the brand. 
And they can find all of our episodes at www.5starbdm, and that is B for brand, E for development, and for masters.com. This has been a treat, Stephen. I thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, thank you, Grant. You're welcome.